Welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast, a series of healthy conversations with inspiring hustlers. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa. In this healthy conversation, I'm delighted to be joined by entrepreneur, lifestyle influencer, and mama, Revy Jane. Refreshingly real and honest, Revy Jane is one of my favorite women to follow online. Courageously sharing her personal and professional life, Revy has built an incredibly engaged and devoted audience where she is able to support, encourage, and inspire women around the world to accept every challenge and believe in themselves. Facing adversity throughout her early years, Revy is on a journey of working on worthiness and self-love which she openly shares with her adoring audience. Inspiring, uplifting, and incredibly kind are a few ways I would describe this powerhouse entrepreneur. Revy truly embodies what it means to live a life with purpose. I took so much out of this conversation with Revy, and I hope you do too. Happy listening. This episode of The Healthy Hustlers is proudly brought to you by Pod & Parcel, biodegradable coffee pods that bring the aroma and flavor of real cafe coffee. Hello, beautiful Revy, and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Mads. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. We've already had such a beautiful chat um, before hitting record, so I'm really excited to get into the episode because I know my audience will get so much from you. And I've adored following your journey. Um, I find you just so inspirational and I, I love how raw and open and honest you are and it's all to help other people, which is just such a beautiful thing. So I hope oh. you're really proud of all the work you do. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, I do love starting off by finding out one piece of self-care that you've been prioritizing recently. I think it's pretty wild times at the moment and and self-care is one thing that we really need to be prioritizing at the moment. So is there something that you've been doing to really fill up your own cup? I totally agree. And I feel like in these times, it's really difficult because you're really trying to accommodate and and hold space for your um, little ones or your partner. Your work might be in in jeopardy. So it's really difficult to kind of make sure it's a priority. But I have been working really hard to do that. Uh, One thing that I have been doing recently, it's kind of a self-practice that I've like fallen in and out of love with. Like I've, I used to do it years and years ago. And then I remembered it as a tool and, and I've been doing it in the last couple of weeks. I've been really difficult and challenging and almost like mean girl to myself as of late, which is unfortunate, but it does happen. I'm my own worst critic, which many people can relate to. But yes. I guess one thing that I do within journaling, so I journal every day and meditate, but one thing I do within my journaling is I actually write down what the mean girl within my own thoughts has said to me. And last week it was something like, you know, you didn't get enough done today and that doesn't, that makes you unworthy and that it's not enough. And so one thing that I've been doing as a self-care practice is countering that with love. So it's, it's almost like a conversation you would have with a girlfriend. If a girlfriend said to you, I'm so annoyed at myself, I didn't get everything that I wanted to done today and I was just lazy, I took too much rest or I just wasn't as productive as I wanted to be. It's almost like you would say to her, babe, you're doing enough. You're doing so much. Please be kinder to yourself. So it's me in a way being really, really compassionate and gentle, giving myself a verbal hug and saying, you know, no matter what you've done, 
with if you've done nothing today like allow yourself to do that and give yourself a pat on the back for allowing and honoring your yourself for, for needing that rest um this is completely new territory for me because i've always for yeah the majority of my life definitely tied my productivity to my worth which makes for a really good worker but not so not so great on being just kind to myself so that's one of the practices i've been doing recently and it's really it's really effective I love that so much and I am 100% going to incorporate that into my journaling because it's really funny you touch on that. I'm finding I'm definitely quite hard on myself. Like I know I've I've got a quite a high expectation of myself, especially when it does, I guess, come to work. Um, mm-hmm. But since having a baby, I feel like I haven't let go of that pressure, which can be quite damaging, I guess, at times and has definitely made me have a lot of really rough days. And I'm putting that pressure on myself to have it all together and to, you know, and those comments of like, you didn't get enough done today, or are you serious? It's quarter past seven and you're still in bed. Like, get up, Maddie, get up. Instead of just honoring the way I feel and being comfortable with it. And I think we get so accustomed to it almost and think that- we always have to be operating at that speed. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you touched on that because I think there's so many people that could totally relate to that. And as soon as you said it, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so guilty of that. Like (laughs) I just do it to myself nonstop. And I think the journaling also just makes you do some self-reflection because sometimes we just feel horrible and we're not even sure why we're feeling so bad about ourselves and why we're feeling so guilty and ashamed and it's not because someone else is saying it to us and unfortunately sometimes it is someone saying to us or encouraging those thoughts but a lot of the time it's just our own internal pressures and we don't realize how important those words and those feelings that we're putting towards ourselves so journaling and putting it on paper really allows us to have that moment of self-reflection and listening to that internal dialogue that is just ingrained in us so it really allows us to affirm the opposite and counter those uh, negative feelings to positive ones and and I've always preached about positive affirmations and I think that's really how positive affirmations come about is understanding what we're telling ourselves that isn't great and affirming the opposite absolutely be aware of where those underlying triggers and negative thought patterns are coming from and then just reinforcing time and time again until you truly believe it with a really positive affirmation it's a really great way to look at affirmations I think yeah it's pretty crazy times that we're living in at the moment. I don't think anyone could have ever predicted that 2020 would bring about what it has. And it's quite uneasy times, unsettling times for everyone, no matter what your situation is right now. So I'd love to know from you personally, how have you really been prioritizing your health at the moment? I feel like you, in a crisis moment where we're having a global pandemic, we really look to our loved ones to see if they're okay. And as a mum, I know that it just happens <laughs> whether we like it or not. We try to make sure that everyone else is okay before our for, before our own selves. And this is something that I touch on my platform quite regularly is that we really need to look after ourselves first and foremost in order to be able to show up and be our best selves for our little ones, for our partners. And for me, I'm not saying that as a place that this is what I practice and this is what I do. I never fall off the bandwagon. No, absolutely not. Not I, I catch myself 
two weeks deep into putting everyone else's needs first and feeling so lost and down. And it takes me a moment to remember and to look at what I preach every day and say, what have you done for yourself today? Have you done anything that is completely dedicated to you and is selfless or selfish, I should say? Um, so, yeah, it's been a challenging time to to do that work. But um, for me, it's just a, doing something that lights you up, whether it's, um, I know this sounds crazy, but I've been like dancing on TikTok and it's so much fun. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, like, that is not productive. That is not serving anyone else. I am literally just having fun and being creative. That is a form of, um, you know, self-love and a form of giving back to myself. So as exercise, I was going for a walk with a friend. And, yeah, during these times, that's been difficult to do because some some states have had that restriction and still have that restriction. And so it's really difficult to prioritize health at the moment but um it's more than important than ever as much as it's a difficult time yeah absolutely and yeah I've seriously loved watching your TikToks they have been so funny you have really nailed a lot of those like really nailed them I'm like girl you've like got the art for this <laughs> I feel like <laughs> it's, it's like a hidden talent <laughs> uh it's honestly just so much fun and and I feel like it's a bit of a bit of freedom through the app it's not it's very light-hearted it's not as deep as we can get on Instagram and I I think there's a place for that as well like I love absolutely with people on a deeper level but I love just like the light-hearted fun stuff as well yeah, definitely. No, I love that so much. And I have really enjoyed seeing people get on TikTok and have a bit of fun with it. I think, you know, dancing and laughter and all of those things like are so important for our health. And we sometimes forget that, or, you know, we focus on our health having to be about what we eat and working out. And we forget mm-hmm. about all of the other things that need to fall into place for us to be ultimately healthy and thriving. So I think just bringing that bit of joy and happiness and laughter into do- to a day is so, so important. So yeah. I love that so much. But I guess for anyone who doesn't know a huge amount about you, which I'm sure isn't many, but I would love to know what your elevator pitch would be. I'm a woman who um, has faced a lot of adversity in her life, um, who's constantly working on self-worth and love. And I do try and share little bits and pieces here and there on my platform. But I guess it's just a daily ins and outs of living a positive and um, optimistic life, despite having going through what I've gone through. Um, as a child, I was sexually physically and emotionally abused so it's it's I face abandonment as a young child so it's something that is very close to my heart is you know creating a life that you feel worthy and content in and I I do that through all different avenues like I just said like through positivity and laughter but also through fitness is a huge avenue of self-love for me and, and really where it all began for me sharing my online fitness journey and I, I guess, you know, I am like a mental health advocate and a self-love advocate, but I try and do it just really gently, like I approach it myself in day-to-day life. I approach it with my community in day-to-day life and in little conversations throughout the week. And I absolutely love sharing my life. It's something that's come really naturally to me. And um, I owned a gym for about six years, uh, which was an all-women's group facility training centre, 
was amazing and eventually it all end, ended up online where now I have a, a platform of yeah over 200,000 people who I just adore and appreciate so much that we can talk and have conversations that are not sometimes very easy and you know the majority of the time it's really it's really landed on respectful people even if we tend to disagree or we have different views on things it's always not always but the majority of the time it's it's a beautiful space yeah well you just do such an incredible job at being so open and honest that makes people so drawn to you and so comfortable to talk to you and I think that's such a beautiful quality to have and for you to be able to do that on such a large scale is absolutely incredible and I know that you are you're really helping so many women and really helping to transform their lives so it's a beautiful community um, that you've built and a really beautiful yeah platform that you're able to to share and to help I guess sharing so much of your personal journey as a mum and also professionally how have you kind of become comfortable over time with really leaning into that fear because I think naturally there is a lot of fear that comes with sharing and being vulnerable enough to share things especially things that have caused pain Mm. in your life how have you kind of become really comfortable with being able to do that the most important thing about that question is that you're misunderstanding that I'm comfortable. <laughs> I'm not comfortable at all sharing that stuff. And I think yeah, that's, okay. what, that's where I kind of promote or I encourage and I have from my experience understand that not a lot of growth happens from our comfort zones and not a lot of connection, mm-hmm. deep, yeah. deep connection, and that's what I'm trying to achieve through my platform, comes from comfort zones. I talk about a lot of uncomfortable things. I literally will create a post. It'll take me a week to post it, and I'll hit publish and throw my phone across the room thinking, <laughs> how the hell, what did you just do? What did you just do? Yeah. And, you know, completely freak out. So there's a lot of uncomfortable moments in in sharing these yeah. things, and, and especially when it's not – it hasn't landed with the community well or someone's being nasty about it. You know, when I share something about body image or my mental health or a decision I've made and it's, and it's met with hate or um, criticism, that is so terrifying and really difficult because it's public. It's for everyone to see. And one of the most uncomfortable situations I've landed in is when I was pregnant and sharing my training which included weight training while pregnant I had so much criticism to the point where people were saying that my baby wasn't going to survive or how could you be so vain to train while you're pregnant and really uneducated people talking about the health and life of my unborn child that is extremely uncomfortable it is so hurtful and um, I think what I've learned is that my voice and my resilience that I've that I've had to go through is that's my purpose is to be able to stand for what I believe in and to Mm. stand for those that don't have a voice to be a role model for those who are still currently in an abusive situation or an unconventional house or home where they don't feel where they belong I'm a result of that you know, I was rejected at a very young age and I had to really, I'd still daily work on the struggle to believe that I'm worthy and that I am enough. 
and some days are harder than others and some days I feel so full of love but it's it's an ongoing journey and I think I want to be that person to just one person I, I don't mind how many people I help as so long as I'm helping someone and that takes a lot of yeah like you said leaning into the fear and I, I remember the first time I shared something that was you know vulnerable and the outpouring it had I think I had about 5,000 followers but I had so many messages from women across the world just saying hey that really helped me that was really inspiring and I really that made me feel less alone and that's all I need that is the fire in my belly to keep going with this that obviously sounds like what allows you to keep stepping into that fear because I totally agree with what you say about the comfort zones. Like I always say, good things don't come from comfort zones. And as soon as you get comfortable with being uncomfortable, you start to see that that's where the magic lies. And the magic might be in, you know, those people reaching out to you and saying that you're helping me. Like that just Mm -hmm. continues to burn that fire and, and keep you inspired and keep you knowing that you're doing things for a much bigger reason than yourself. Yeah, it does keep me showing up for them. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're doing it for so many other people other than just yourself. Like you are that voice for them and you're, you know, you're that best friend that they can lean on and that inspiration that they can look at and think, you know, you're showing up every day. So I love that you do say that you, you're still stepping into that fear. And, and because I think that that's, it's funny, it's just something that I wanted to ask you because it's something that comes up a lot for me. Like people, And I know it was a huge barrier for me for so long was that feeling of fear of like being too scared almost to put my feelings or my thoughts out there. But I think taking that approach of like, well, if it can help one person, then it was worth doing. And, you know, you touched on on that if it's helping someone. And I think, you know, going back to your why and being so rock solid on why you're doing something as well also allows you to really get outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love that you're still, you know, that that's something that you work on every day. I think that it's definitely something that most successful people, I would say, are still doing. I don't think anyone completely is just comfortable with what they're doing because they wouldn't be as driven. <laughs> they, they wouldn't be who they are if they're just sitting in their comfort zones. And, yeah, it, it is. It's really um, – it takes a lot of – courage to be brave but I think that for anyone that's like on the fence about it it's it is comforting knowing that people with big followings or who are widely successful still feel discomfort you know like I think we look to people and we put them mm-hmm. on a pedestal and we think they they know what they're doing they are no different to you you know we're all equal um, mm-hmm. it just takes that moment of bravery and that insight that you might have that will resonate with your community and it can change a life. It can improve someone's day and someone's perspective on their situation. And I think when you focus on that purpose and that reasoning, it is so much bigger than yourself and you become a a person of service for others. And, And that is like just so fueling for me. We'll be right back after this healthy break. Attention coffee lovers, I'm urging you all to try the coffee pods from Pod and Parcel. All you need is an espresso machine and you'll be able to whip up some mouth-watering coffee at home that tastes as good as your favourite barista makes. Pot and Parcel was started by a couple of Aussie blokes or self-confessed coffee nerds 
right here in Melbourne. And let me tell you something about people from Melbourne. They know their coffee. So Pod and Parcel really was born from a love of good coffee. But Pod and Parcel aren't like regular coffee pods. Their pods and packaging are 100% biodegradable and compostable, breaking down in just 90 days. Yes, you heard right, 90 days, making them a much more environmentally friendly option without compromising on taste so you don't need to worry about that kind of burnt and bitter instant tasting coffee flavour, just real good coffee. With thousands of five-star reviews, Pot and Parcel bring the aroma and flavour of real cafe coffee to the comfort of your home. The best part, by using Pot and Parcel's subscription, your pods will just show up at your door, so you'll never have to run out of good tasting coffee again. So to treat yourself to a delicious and sustainable caffeine fix, visit Pot and Parcel today at www.podandparcel.com or simply click the link in the show notes and get your hands on some real good coffee today. Now, I would love to talk about you. I know we chatted about it prior to hitting record, but you are a mum to two beautiful girls. Um, so I'd really love to talk about, I guess, Revy as a mum and especially being a mum to girls because I know we are talking about, I was saying to you that, yeah, I feel like I'm going to have all girls now, which I which I never had thought previous to having a daughter. Yeah. Um, so what does being, being a mum mean to you? It's very hard to describe as many people can appreciate, but it is just the most beautiful, overwhelming, challenging, tiring, <laughs> rewarding job in the world. <laughs> um, it's my greatest honour and biggest responsibility and I've done so much work. It's like the work that I was doing has been fast-tracked since becoming a mother because I want to feel and believe whole and content for them. It's like another motivator for me, not just for myself, but for them to really lead by example and to love myself so that they can experience what a mother is like who completely accepts herself the way that she is. Yeah. And even having little women, like I just, you know, I never had that really strong foundation, the the belief systems that I've had to break through in having I guess a mentally ill mother is is just so far from the the environment that I'm trying to raise my girls in and um it's just such a huge responsibility and I don't think that anyone can comprehend it until it happens and yeah I absolutely love being a mum I've I love the work of Nikki McCann who owns the Dear Mama podcast and she's you know always talking about how motherhood is a catalyst for transformation into becoming the person that you're meant to be and I love that like I think there's so much power in that and I don't think I think when you become a mum you're like I'm the teacher like I'm going to teach you and that's pretty Mm -hmm. straightforward in terms of like teaching them how to brush their teeth and teaching them how to walk and all that stuff but in terms of finding a teacher for life they're our teachers like a hundred percent and I don't think you realize that until they slap you in the face with you know this <laughs> massive teaching of patience or self-reflection or yeah just they they're just incredible teachers oh my goodness I just like um beaming just listening to that because it's just resonating so much I've oh. just started reading the book the conscious 
conscious yeah, parenting same. I think it's yeah. called or the conscious parent oh are you oh my yeah. goodness and exactly that it's all yeah. about how parenthood is actually really transformational and quite a spiritual awakening mm-hmm. and it's really funny for me I actually found pregnancy a very very spiritual experience mm. um and I I've always been quite a spiritual person but I think and I'd always thought about pregnancy so much it's yet yeah, and when I was pregnant it all felt so right but I just couldn't believe how much of a spiritual experience it actually was and I think yeah yeah, birth as well and now reading this book it's just changing shifting that mindset around like exactly what you said like you know we don't have to be their teachers we're actually learning so much through Mm -hmm. their eyes and their personalities and to be able to foster that and nurture that little human being and let them be whatever they're meant to be is pretty amazing massive role and something like (laughs) I definitely underestimated until I was like holding her and I'm like oh my goodness like this is forever (laughs) yeah all we're taught is that like from like I know my friends parents and that it's all about following in your parents footsteps yes that's how for generations we that's our goal (laughs) is to please our parents dreams and to fulfill the dreams that they weren't able to achieve and that is so skewed and no wonder you know so many people feel like failures because we're not actually that's not my dream that is not my dream like that's I'm my own person and we know that and then yet we're still repeating that pattern in that process so the works of her and um Philippa Perry just I feel like this is the generation where a lot of patterns will be broken and I'm so grateful for that because I think we're one of the first generations to actually really look at our own crap and go, I didn't do a very good job there and I'm working on being better. That feedback, that conversation is a lot more open, I feel, and I I hope that is across the Mm -hmm. board but I know from – speaking to a lot of my friends who are mothers and, and mates who are dads, like it's, it is where we are open to being wrong, which is nice, which I yes. can say that safely that most Definitely. of our parents don't feel that way. No, absolutely. And I, I could not agree more with that. And it's, it's really funny. I've, you know, will try to kind of go to bed each night with that approach of like, how can I be better tomorrow Mm -hmm. like what did I do today that didn't make me the best possible mum you know in that day all what can I learn tonight going to bed to make me better tomorrow and I yeah I'm I think when you are you know I'm sure you're exactly the same when you you're big on and I know a lot of people listening to this when you're big on self-development and self-growth like it's a huge I'm just realizing how huge this time is right now for me to to grow and to develop and mm. yeah it's it's quite exciting to be honest it's, and I feel really though, like, like I feel really lucky that yeah we're raising children is. today yeah yeah, yeah. it's such a gift yeah it's a it's really special it is absolutely so I guess with your business though how has like the Revy Jane brand evolved over the years and how are you now managing that with such a young growing family I have a very supportive husband. <laughs> he is just, you know, my number one support and, you know, we're very, we're such a team. Our, our, our partnership is very equal and 
we're both coming from the moulds of we were both raised in houses where the woman does the housework and the man does the earning the money and, and we've both had to evolve into what what would we want for our children, what would we want for Lexi and Lola and it's that equal support and love and respect for each other. So that is a huge part in the Revy Jane brand that lots of people don't see. I mean, they probably see it and they follow Clay because he's just he's just the most loving human on the planet. I always get really emotional whenever I stop and talk oh, about how amazing that. he is. Um, oh, God. Oh, stop it. Okay. Back oh, on that track. is so beautiful. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so and I guess it evolved from business to motherhood because I'm, I couldn't not talk about motherhood. I couldn't not talk about it. It's I'm just an open book, really. So when I go on there, I'm going to be speaking about the challenges of it. Um, obviously, I'm trying to be a lot more mindful of the age. Like it, it becomes so much more difficult as they get older and as they get their own friends. You've got to be a little bit more wary about what you share, where they go to school. All yes. that stuff is going to be playing a big part in the future. But, yeah, I've always been just – vulnerable and open to the challenges that I faced and so that's included business that's included motherhood and um, I just try and work it authentically into my business and I think there's space in a business to talk about both I think people connect to the personal side of your business as much as they do your product I know for me as a consumer I want to yes. know about the person behind the brand and that became really clear to me really early on, actually, with CrossFit Babes Miami, my um, CrossFit affiliate. When I opened my gym, I had two Instagram accounts and I had um, CrossFit Babes and I had Revy. I don't even remember what it was called, but it was my personal one. And my personal one, even though I was putting so much effort into CrossFit Babes and treating it as a business and posting daily, and it was the personal brand that people were interested in, like there were they wanted to. People want to know mm. your why. People want to know about you and your personal yeah. um, motives. So yeah, it became really clear to me that it's the person behind the business and the reasons w why you've started that business is really important to people. So I hate to say it, but it's evolved organically and has been yeah really successful in doing that. Yeah, no, I I love that, and I think that's such a beautiful way of it evolving because you know you're attracting or you're. I guess, aspiring to people who look up to you as such an inspiration or who maybe want to be a mum like you one day or who already are a mum and is taking so much, are taking so much from your learnings and your experiences. So mm. I think that's such a beautiful way of the business evolving and obviously shows why it's been so successful and why you have such a beautiful, engaged community because you are open to sharing those things as they play out, I guess. So, yeah. and it's funny on a one of my last podcast episodes, it was about like, I guess, finding your passion. And I spoke a, a bit about how I think we often get caught in trying to put businesses and it's probably a lot that comes down from our parents of, you know, they worked in a certain job their whole life and it's, you know, I'm an accountant or I'm a banker or, you know, like it was a set job title. They worked in it from day dot when they left school. And I think we often can get trapped in that feeling of, thinking that a business has to be one niche or one um, category yeah. instead of actually letting yeah. it evolve. And 
it's definitely something I'm learning at the moment as well of like, you know, my business can evolve into sharing my motherhood journey. Like I think at the start, I was like, oh, can't share stuff about motherhood because I didn't have a baby when I started this. When in turn, you actually, you know, there is still people that are either thinking about having children or are currently pregnant or whatever that can relate and that are actually enjoying that bit of information or that vulnerability of what you're sharing, openness. So yeah. I think just being open to that and I'm, yeah, it's definitely something I'm learning to get a bit more comfortable with. Motherhood in particular is just so individual and every single person has a different journey. So the more we use our voices, there's going to be people that find you and and resonate with you. Like there is just no set way. There's so many different cultures and cultures and beliefs and ways you breastfeed or don't breastfeed and conversations that conversation needs to happen so I feel like with motherhood it's it's really the more we speak about it and I I don't know there's there is a time and place and I think there are businesses who consciously don't like personal brands who consciously don't go into that and that's a personal choice too that I totally respect but for me I'm like just too open (laughs) to not talk about (laughs) No, I love it. And that's what I love about you. (laughs) So I do want to shift gears a tiny bit. And I really want to chat about your um, national speaking tour that you did in 2019. I'd love to know where the inspiration for these events came from. They were very large scale. You did such an amazing job. And just the energy that was like watching those videos and the energy that was coming from them was just absolutely incredible you should be so so proud so yeah I'd love to touch a little bit on them and and find out yeah where that all came from yeah so I went on a national speaking tour where it was a motivational talk where I was talking about my childhood and the challenges that I faced and it was all kind of inspired we went to four different cities in a matter of four months one a month and it all kind of I guess started because I had I had Lola and she was probably like six weeks old or eight weeks old or something ridiculous like that. I look back at it now and I'm like, oh my God, what were you thinking? <laughs> um, and I just remember thinking like fire in the belly. I, I need to share my story in an intimate space. I want to hold space for women. And people were requesting meet and greet situ- a, a situation where they could meet me. So I kind of put the two and two together and thought, you know, a year, you know, a six months time should be long enough. Next year, this was so this was a, probably in like August 2018. I was like, next year I'm going to go on a national speaking tour. I said it to Clay, and he's like, of course you are. Like, why not? <laughs> he just like well rolls his eyes at me. And I had uh, an event coordinator who's like my assistant still, kind of step into that role, even though she was more more my assistant than an event coordinator. But she completely helped me take that on. And we I'd never had any experience in event planning before. So it was very overwhelming. There were so many different moving parts in a different city each time. And, yeah, we had over 1,200 people in attendance. And for me, I adore my community and I adore reading messages. But I don't think there's much that can really compared to to hugging someone, seeing someone in real life, looking into their eyes, sharing that story from that point of view. Like I just don't think anything can compare to that. So I wanted to hold space. I wanted to meet them and I wanted to share some really intimate details of my life. So I did that and it was the most incredibly challenging and tiring because I was sharing 
I was very vulnerable up on that stage. But to know that I've met those women impacted them in a way that is so deeply ingrained into my purpose and it was called the Purpose Tour. It's something that I'll, I'll forever look back at and be just so incredibly grateful and amazed that I pulled it off. And I learned a lot in terms of how hard I pushed myself work-wise. I think in hindsight, I pushed myself just a little bit too hard, but I don't think I would have been able to pull it off without pushing myself that hard. But I look back now and Lola was so little and I was just so hard on myself, like, you know, far out. I had it when I was actually on tour, I was still breastfeeding, like a seven month old baby. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That I couldn't imagine, I guess, doing, I think, you know, I really underestimated the impact that breastfeeding would have on me, on my energy levels. I think, you know, it's mm. something that we see women do every day and you kind of are like, oh, yep, okay, it's just the natural part. And, yeah, maybe it is natural but it's definitely not easy and it definitely no. comes with its challenges. So I just couldn't even begin to imagine you doing that, like doing that on that scale with all of that going on. It's, yeah, absolutely incredible that you were able to pull that off. Yeah, mind-blowing. I know like I did my live tours when I was – 35 weeks pregnant and like that was a learning that curve is, in itself. No, see, I could not do that. My capacity was growing a child when I was pregnant. Do not ask me to do anything else. So Yeah. And isn't it crazy how we have different experiences? Like, you know, because I was probably the opposite where that first kind of six months, like I couldn't give a huge amount to anyone other than, yeah, than my I daughter. Mean, um, in your defence too, I think first child is so different to second child because it's just you're in shock. You're like, oh, my God, this is my first ever experience of this and it's all new. Whereas second child, I feel like, yeah, I was like, I've done it before, so <laughs> surely it's going to be okay. I know um, what this is all about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, so naive. Um, but, you know, I think. I don't think I could have done it. I definitely know I couldn't have done it first time around with Lexi. Yeah, and okay. Yeah, so I think you're, yeah, you're selling yourself short there. But it's it's definitely the experience. Oh, well, I just think you're amazing. It's such a huge achievement. Like it's it's absolutely amazing. And I like I know that come down that comes from events, even just from working in them for years. So just being able to manage that as well, like, for the first time and experiencing those feelings after it of like you're proud of yourself and you've accomplished something but you're also just so so exhausted. physically mentally yeah mm-hmm. exhausted so mm-hmm. to even just be dealing with that for the first time is is really hard definitely yeah, I think hard. it was a lesson that yeah. taught me just because you can doesn't mean you should and I don't yeah, have I regrets that. um I don't I don't have any regrets I I'm so grateful for how it was pulled off and how incredible the experience in itself was. And yes, I was very hard on myself and fatigued, but it also was the catalyst for spiritual growth and this journey that I'm on in the in the past 12 months where I'm just I'm leaps and bounds kinder to myself. And that's a result of being so hard on myself through that tour. So yeah, grateful for the experience and the lessons learned. I love that. And I love that, you know, you're still using every single experience, you know, positive or negative as a learning and as a, as a period of growth. I think, you know, that says so much about you as a person. And I think it's 
why you're doing what you're doing is because you take so much from those experiences and then in turn are able to, you know, spread that that message wide to others. Yeah, so well done, I think. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like it's a survival mechanism too. It's a part of my healing because if I didn't find purpose in learning from my experiences and sharing that knowledge, I would be behind in my growth. I would be not as healed as I am today. It is absolutely a form of healing for me and knowing. I find so much comfort in that I can share my experience and perhaps you know, alleviate some internal pressures for another woman. I find so much comfort in knowing that I can share that. And most of the time people will want to experience for themselves. But even if I'm just like an afterthought and go, oh, yeah, I remember that chick said that and that was really helpful and maybe I need to read that book or maybe I need to practice that self-care method. That is, oh, that's that's so much to me. That that is a, That is a very big part of why I share so much. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I'd love to finish by knowing, you know, with everything that you've achieved and all that you do, what does success actually mean to you? Success to me is being able to have no external stimulus and no added event to your life and just to be in an ordinary moment, to be in the backyard with your family or watching a show with your loved one and just feel content. That to me, it's never been about the car I drive or what's in the bank or the house that I live in. To me, it's just feeling like I belong and that the space that I hold has love and respect in it. Um, I know that sounds probably cliche, but it's something that I've not come from. So that to me is the ultimate success because it's something that I've never known before. So, yeah, success to me is, you know, it is those moments in the backyard with my kids and my husband and just having our own, just our own little island of love. Um, and, yeah, that that's pretty much it. Oh, Remy, thank you so much. I'm so, so grateful for your time and, yeah, for everything that you've shared. I know so many people will get so much out of that episode and I know you are constantly giving on your channel. So if anyone does want to find you, where can they find you? Um, my Instagram is Jane, which is R-E-V-I-E, Jane, J-A-N-E, and I'm usually just on there just doing my thing. So, yeah, you can come over and say hi and I absolutely loved our conversation today. I could have talked talked forever with you. Oh, same. Thank you so much. And I will hopefully see you sometime soon. Would love that. Thanks so much, Mads. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.